What's up, everybody? Everybody? <laughs> I screwed that up already. What's up, everybody? It's some energy up in here. Welcome to uh, Moose Milk Podcast, episode 19. We are officially legal drinking age, podcast-wise, at 19. I think we're at 19. Pretty sure we're at 19. If we're not at 19, then this whole joke's out the window. But anyways... I'm just going to wait for uh, Matt to join at Customs by Matthew, as you all know. Follow him. Today we're going to be talking uh, movies. See? Matt joined. Don't know if you guys can see. I mean, nobody's in here, so it doesn't really matter. There's my boy. The... What's up, son? You know, fucking living it. Living it! You're still alive. Do you have superpowers or 5G yet? I got 5G, yeah. I'm getting hey, MT from Singapore and then 8K. Yes. Yeah, buddy. Exciting. Yeah. My arm's a little sore. That's, fucking... all, that's all I got. I got, like, sore arm Maybe for two, two days. And that was it. Like, I, I got really tired for a boat. I don't know, like an hour or two, I took a nap, but uh, that's why I didn't stream tonight. I, I was originally going to stream tonight, but I was so exhausted that I just I just couldn't do it. So I'm going to stream tomorrow instead, but um, nice. yeah. That's First nice. vaccine out. Fuck yeah. Hell did yes. You get a, did you get a second date right off, like when you left, like when you got it, did they, no, okay. They said 16 weeks, but yeah. um, when I was talking to the nurse, she's like, I think we'll <laughs> probably sooner. sooner. Yeah. Um, she's like, from what we're hearing, it'll be, it'll be relatively soon, but, uh, nice. I don't know who the fuck knows, yeah. but I'm glad I got the first shot out of the way. I mean, it's first step back to being a normal human. So. Normal. Yeah. I agree with you on that. That's the thing I definitely miss. It's just fucking being able to go and do something. No, hell yeah. So. Man. Concerts, man. Like mm-hmm. the three things I miss most concerts. Movie theaters, yeah, and fucking, um, and fucking, hmm, I miss that too. <laughs> uh, and, and patios with drinks, like, yeah. Well, I see, we're, we're still allowed to have all that stuff here. It's like, we're, yeah, no, like sure. even, even tomorrow, like tomorrow's Kate and I's like anniversary, yeah. And uh, tomorrow we're like going to get like, we're going to this place, and it's like they say they're like the slowest, um, like spa place in Vancouver. It's like these, like. Right older like japanese ladies apparently or something by so, spaghetti you mean spaghetti yes like spaghetti <laughs> put this in your purse d <laughs> <laughs> you keep saying the spa sound <laughs> uh, uh mcu collector it's i don't i don't know if anyone else can hear us but i can hear ryan so it's a it, it's a podcast just for us Imagine you somehow muted it and we're just talking to each other and everyone's just watching us be like Yeah, well, welcome to the Mime Show. <laughs> so I don't know if you've ever watched this, but I we started watching it this week, or we didn't start we started watching the new season this week, but um have you ever watched uh Handmaid's Tale? No, I haven't. I've always meant to watch it, but I just I've never gotten around to it. If anybody else can hear us, can you just make a comment in the comments here so that way we can just see if it's maybe try to like leave and come back, MCU collector. I guess you can't hear me. 
I'll comment. I'll comment. Yeah, okay, cool. Can you leave and come back? There you go. And see. That's good. Alright. Um, yeah, if nobody can hear us, well, this is just a detrimental fucking podcast. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, how great would it's that be? It would be? It would. I was just gonna say, it would be just our luck that we would do a <laughs> whole thing and <laughs> fucking robot voice, fucking uh, lost okay. hour of podcast. It's just oh my dog. <laughs> um, um. So yeah. So Handmaid's Tale. So we've been watching it since season one. It's like a, Mar- a Margaret Atwood book. So it's like okay. based off of a book. Okay, it's working for him now. Cool. That's good. So yeah. So it's based off of the Margaret Atwood book of the same name. And like when Kate first wanted to watch it it didn't really like after watching the first couple episodes i was like man i don't know if this is really my thing because right. it's kind of it kind of feels like it's like set in like old days where it's like right. pre uh like like technology kind of it almost like right. it feels right. like amish what up astonishing um, hey, man. And, and then uh you eventually as the story progresses find out that it's in the real world and it's basically like a post like it's not like post-apocalyptic, but it's like, um, like in the future, like basically America like splits and like one part becomes this place called Gilead where they like go back in time and like they it, what basically I think how it all starts is like uh, like the women stop being able to like have babies in the okay. whole world and like the world population starts dropping and you know people are like the percentages of people who are having babies go down and down so in this place gilead which is part of the united states that splits they go like completely like old school they have people who can bear children and they're called handmaids and they're basically used as like not sex slaves because sex as like a pleasure is not allowed but like their only intention is to repopulate the world so like women all of a sudden lose all their rights they're not allowed to like read they're not allowed to vote they're not allowed to they like have these strict rules and then like the ones who can't have kids end up being marthas which are like slaves to like the commanders who are like the guys of the house right yeah so it's kind uh, of like a really this, what's we're that? talking about handmaid's tale oh, for handmaid's tale handmaid's tale yeah, yeah. so yeah so, um, like, the first what is it on it's on hulu oh fuck. i know, I know. How, we had to we had to we buy a season. We buy a season pass on Apple Apple TV. Okay, well, I'll just do that yeah. then. Yeah, but see if you can get the older seasons first and see if you like it. Like, if you can stick through the first season, I think the second season's my favorite. I'm not going to start a show on season like five. Oh no no no! You can't start it on season five. Yeah, no. I'm not. I'm not saying it's bad. It's just like yeah, yeah I find it a bit slow for me. I find it a bit. Slow. Yeah, yeah, I'm actually in, in in need of a new show because um, I I'm, I mean. People probably don't realize this because we've never talked about it, but like I'm a huge reality show fan. Yeah, I, I, we haven't talked about that. Yeah, like I'm obsessed with reality shows. So like Survivor is like one of my all-time favorite shows. Yes. Oh, it's on Crave. Okay, sweet. Oh, yeah, it is um, on Crave. That's right. Okay, I'll watch it on Crave then. Um, I love Survivor. I love uh, The Challenge. Um, there's a show called, on Netflix called The Circle, which is based off of yes, a... I remember you saying that. And I really, really love it. like it's it's a really cool reality show where basically, um, like they get like a set group of people that all go into different apartments. They don't know they don't see each other. They're just in individual apartments, and basically you create a profile on like a social media device, and you can be anybody you want to be. So you can be okay. yourself, and you can go into the circle as yourself, or, or you, you can make up any a profile you want. So you could That's go in cool. as a ninety year old woman if you wanted to. And 
basically the only way to interact is through like a text-based social thing on, on a program called The Circle. So basically you can play the entire show as a catfish and, yeah, and fuck people over. Yeah. So it's kind of like Big Brother in a way, but like it's it's you can be anybody, so you can really fuck with people. And it's based off like a UK show. So I just finished the new UK season and the new yep. US season. And uh, they're just there's such a and I don't know it's a creative show that like really I I don't know it's a modern take on a reality show that I really like so interesting that sounds interesting I might even be yeah, something that I would want to watch with me yeah it's fun it's like so, real life um, yeah it is I mean it really is because like I I mean you couldn't be anybody online really so yeah. until you know until you meet the person in real life you never really yep. know but yep yep um, crazy yeah. It's good. It's, I like it. Nice. Well, I can recommend. I have to say, I'm, I'm really enjoying. Where we just Kate was like, "Oh, the new season of Handmaid's Tale is up. Do you want to start watching it?" So we were like five episodes in. So we kind of binged the first five, and it's like, dude, it's already getting crazy. But it's got Elizabeth Moss in it. She's like, "Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah." How many seasons is it in? It's five, and they're about forty-five to fifty-minute episodes, and they're about seven. I think there's about nine episodes a season. I'll watch it. I'll yeah, watch it. I'll, I'll try to binge it. Yeah, it's 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 worth it if you can find it. Like it, yeah, it's on said, Crave. Said it's on Crave. It. It's on Crave. Yeah. It is for sure on Crave. Um, before we get into movies, I do want to shout out my buddy uh, Steve. His Hi, Steve. Uh, his new solo project is uh, coming out tomorrow. I think everywhere. Nice. His first single. Uh, his band or his I don't know his project. I don't know if he's actually in a full band. I think he's doing most of the music By and himself. everything. But yeah. Um, it's called the two two two, and if you go to Instagram, you can follow the two 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 music. Um, nice. What kind and of music? The is single it? comes out at two twenty two p.m. tomorrow. So <laughs> that's sweet. I like that. Yeah. So I just want to give him a shout out, and uh, if anybody's interested, I haven't heard the single yet, so like I I, I can't speak to what what it sounds like or, or any of the style or anything like that. But then again, he's, Ken, he's like, yeah, two two two, motherfuckers. Yeah. Well, he wants to play, and of course, because it's time to podcast, so now he's... He just slept for the last hour, so of course, you know. Of course he did. Of course he did. (laughs) Um, But yeah, anyway, so I want to shout out my buddy Steve, and uh, if you're interested, follow at 222music, at the222music on Instagram, and search it out on Spotify, assume it's on Apple Music, all that jazz, but yeah. Nice. I'll have to check that out myself. Yeah. I'll uh, check for a single. Another thing, another thing I was going to bring up quickly that I meant to bring up last week and I forgot to was uh, I started watching Bad Batch last week too. Oh yeah, how'd you like it? I liked the first. So the first episode came out on May the fourth, and it was like kind of like a, almost like a mini movie. It was like ninety minutes, kind yeah, of I basically really gets long. you. Yeah, and it basically gets you caught up to like if you haven't watched Clone Wars, like it kind of gets you to the point where you need to be, which is good because okay. I actually haven't gotten all the way through Clone Wars. I'm only about halfway. Okay. Um, so yeah, so it basically kicks off right after Order sixty six, and then yeah. like kind of goes from there. But it's about like a advanced, like a modified, genetically modified group of clones that are like one's a sniper, one's a techie guy, one's like a bruiser, and then one's kind of like a leader, kind of natural leader, kind of so thing, right? What's that? Sir? Yeah. So yeah, basically, it's like Ninja Turtles but as clones. It's great. So good. That's awesome. It's so good. It's so good. Uh, I heard I heard like the second or third episode wasn't very good, but um, the third one came out today and I haven't watched it yet. But I oh, so maybe it's the second one that wasn't very good. I don't know. 
Yeah, the second one was definitely slower, especially compared to the first one, and it was only thirty minutes. So, how long? Oh, how, uh, like Rambo, yeah. how many episodes? There's only three right three right now, but no, the season. Oh, for uh, Bad Batch. Yeah, is it like ten uh, episodes? I don't know. I don't know. Alvin would know. I think Alvin's already on top of shit. Astonishing. Do you know ah. how many episodes? Because I don't know. Just I'm out of curiosity. Yeah, yeah, I'm guessing eight or nine, probably. But yeah, because even when they did Clone Wars season seven, they went like the, Clone Wars was off for like a long time, and then it came back on Disney Plus as like a like kind of a weekly thing. I think it was, or I, maybe they dropped it all at once. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, when they did that, I think it was only eight eight episodes. So I'm guessing this one's going to follow that trend rather than the old style of like 25 episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't don't see that happening, which I'm no, fine with. That's too much. Yeah. So. Um, we should talk too that they announced that Loki is going to move to Wednesdays. Yeah. Um, we are going to stick with our Friday schedule just because yeah. my min- I, I work midnights. I can't record during the week. Like it, it just the time difference it's between fine. me and Matt yep. and the schedule wouldn't work. So no. this, this basically gives you two extra days to watch the new episode and then we will dive into it on the Friday episode of, of whatever week. So yep, I agree. That's the last way to do it. Yeah. Just keep it standard um, practice. We'll eventually yeah, get I want, into I want to stay on Fridays. So. so yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, Sweet. Well, they announced that uh, What If is coming in August, so yeah. we'll have basically Loki, then Black Widow, and then What If to cover all of the summer. So yeah, that'd be be nice. Good. I'm sure we'll yeah. be getting more too. To be honest, they keep announcing stuff, so I'm sure. Well, the bummer is they announced Shang Chi's only in theaters, so oh, that's too bad. But honestly, at that point, I'll be ready to go back to a theater, so I'm fine. <laughs> I'm hoping that by September I will be, but I don't know if I'll have my second shot by then. So, I don't, like, theaters aren't open here, so. Yeah, theaters are open here, so. Yeah, they're not here. So, I mean, yeah. hopefully once lockdown is let up, that theaters reopen. Mm-hmm. But our lockdown just got extended to June 5th. I heard, so. I heard again. I'm on yeah. So, so. That sucks. who the fuck knows? Boo. Yeah, buddy. Well, shall we start talking favorite yeah. non-comic book movies? Top ten non-comic book movies. We're gonna do We're five doing the first five. Yeah, and, and then five next week. We're gonna do an honorable mention at the end. Um, yeah, so you're gonna get basically twelve movies from both of us, which is twenty-four films. Um, yeah. Hopefully, we don't have duplicates. The only I know one of Matt's movies. That's the only one we discussed. Because we both love this director and You're we welcome. didn't want to duplicate the movie. So um, we chose two different movies. That's the only one I know of his top 10. So uh, everything else will be a surprise. Yeah, I don't think anything else of mine, like looking at it, I don't think anything else of mine will be on your top 10. Yeah, I don't think so. Maybe one of my own. No, I don't think so. I don't think it will be either. There's a few that like I almost picked that I was pretty sure would be on your list, but. I didn't. I, I I tried to specifically pick things that we wouldn't do to Kate. So. Oh, that's nice. I tried to think that way too, but then I was like, nah. it's funny because going into this, I was like, because I don't really watch a lot of movies anymore, right? Because I custom, right. most of my free time goes to customizing. So it's like, like I'll put a TV show on or a movie on when I'm customizing, but it only gets like fifty percent of my attention. So I end up having to watch everything twice or three times before I sure. get it, you know. And, and uh, you're stoned out of your fucking mind. So. And I'm rocked all the time. So, 
<laughs> but in fairness, I would be rocked if I was sitting on the couch watching it too, though. So, oh, 100%. Doesn't, doesn't really, it's no different there. So, yeah, so it's funny because when I did my initial list, all I did to do this was like I opened my CD booklets, my 500 page CD booklets, and I just skimmed through everything and I was, I took notes. That's what I, that's, that's how I started. And I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about this. But I thought I was going to have a hard time, like even just coming up with 10, and I ended up coming up with like 30. And I'm like, oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. Okay. I guess I have to start cutting. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, for anybody that don't know, I, I have a, a room of, of like seven bookshelves. That's like just imagine, imagine if all of these were DVDs. That yeah. would be Ryan's house, except that yeah. it, it wouldn't fit. I have about twelve hundred to thirteen hundred movies, probably. So <laughs> That's wild, man. That's wild. I, I, I am that guy that tries to watch pretty much everything that comes out. I mean, obviously, there's things I miss, and you can't watch everything, but and then um, Venom too. Oh, fuck. That movie looks like shit. <laughs> when I watched that trailer, I was actually really excited because uh, Andy Serkis is directing it. Yeah. Uh, Andy Serkis is the guy that uh, motion cap Gollum and a lot of the uh, apes in Planet of the Apes, the the three um, most recent films. Yeah. I really like his acting. I think he's Me like too. phenomenal with with uh, how he does like uh, motion capture and CGI and everything like that. So I was actually really, really excited to see what he was going to do with Venom, and that trailer looks like absolute dog shit. Looks pretty abysmal. <laughs> it's it's just it's like we talked about this offline, but it's just like yeah. it's 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 like they took all the shit that I hated about Venom one, yeah, and like made it like its own thing, and it's like oh my god, I can't even like it's cringy. Like as I'm watching it, all I could think about was. Having to read how everybody loved it. So. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, Jesus Christ. The exact word that came to my mind after that, that trailer was, holy shit, was that cringy. And, like, it's just the dialogue, the acting, everything about it. I'm just like, wow, that that's that looks like that movie is going to flop fucking hard. Yeah, it looks awesome. like it's going to flop magnificently. But the thing is, is, like, it may not flop because Ben's a pretty loved character and he has a yeah. good following and... And honestly, like, my issue isn't with, like, how Venom looks. To me, Venom is, like, looks amazing. Oh, yeah. Like, when he's on screen, like, even in Venom 1, I said, if we would have not had to wait 40 minutes to see Venom the first time, that movie might have been savable. Maybe. And maybe. I do want to say, say like, it's a trailer. Sometimes yes, trailers totally. swap. Yep. And sometimes... The director of the movie has no say in what the trailer is. The studio goes, this is how we're going to promote the film, yep. and this is what we're going to do, and the trailer comes out garbage. So I'm yep. not going to say 100% this movie is going to come out as garbage. It could be awesome. I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt and hope that it comes out great. I want every movie to be great. I, I love film. I want every movie to come out and be fucking awesome. But when I watch that trailer, I go, this is everything I hated about the first film. I do not even want to watch this film. And it, yeah, after the rumors of like, if this film bombs, Sony might consider getting rid of the license and giving it back to, to Disney. Selling it back to Disney. Yeah. Like, I would be stoked if that happens. Yeah, I would be too. Because I feel like Disney could take would take more chances with it if they knew that it couldn't just be like swiped from. Because the thing is, is like, how do you invest so... like? Spider-Man could be like a main character, so sixteen episodes. episodes. Damn, that's crazy. That's pretty good, that, though. That's a long season. I, I think thanks, that's thanks for checking that. Yeah. Appreciate that. 
Um, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, it looks bad. And I it looks honestly, bad. like, I, I'm, I'm already ready for it to be gone. So it's just like. But you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of, of Fox's X-Men too. Like. Absolutely. You get these shit fucking spinoff movies and it, and you don't want them done the way they're done, but you're like, oh man, I love this character. I really want to see this movie. And then it comes out shit and you go, man, the Venom's a fucking cool character. Why can't they get this right? It's the same way I felt about Wolverine forever. It was like, Hugh Jackman's an awesome Wolverine, but you're putting him in these terrible fucking films. Yeah. And until Logan came out, I was like, that's the first time they got it right, like, in my opinion. So, Let's I don't know. I mean, I think I think uh, Hugh Jackman is the best thing to come out of the Fox X Men movies. Yeah, but I don't think Hugh Jackman alone was enough to make those movies good. Maybe I'm not. Curious. I'm curious. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. It's not his fault. I'm just saying. No. It's, yeah, I think Hugh Jackman's a great actor, and I think if he had the right script, those movies would be great. But mm-hmm. I just feel like uh, Origins Wolverine and, and Wolverine movies like they yeah. just weren't good. Yeah, but even even BC Sasquatch just said, "Old man, Logan made up." Right, you agree with that, and like I I do think that's the best portrayal of I agree Wolverine in the Fox movie. I still don't love it. Like I like it, but I don't love it. But Logan's but, my favorite X Men movie. Like yeah, I love, I adore that movie. So yeah, hundred percent. Um, also, I think that Morbius movie is going to flop royally too. Oh, so <laughs> first yeah. of all, who fucking cares about Morbius? Second of no. all, who fucking cares about Jared Leto? Fuck that guy. Fuck Jared know. Leto. And <laughs> why would Morbius be a standalone movie? Why wouldn't you do something with Spider-Man and Morbius? Like, or why would Morbius be something alone? That's a little bit more like interesting. Yeah. Well that too, but like <laughs> Morbius alone means nothing. Like if Spider-Man was fighting a villain of Morbius, it could be something interesting, but just the only Morbius way they could save that is if they had Blade come back into the picture there, which maybe yeah. they do. I don't, but I mean, it would be weird for MC for Disney to give that to Sony as a win because I feel like they could bank oh, off of Morbius bombing. And to be honest with you, like why wouldn't why would they want to associate with that? It's not like they need Morbius. Like, you know what I mean? no. so. but they're obviously trying to build the universe basically what disney did with with the mcu and they think that they're going to build this like spider-man universe and i just think that they're doing it the wrong way like i would love a great sinister six spider-man film and 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 really build that up but i think that's basically what spider-man 3 is going to end up being and I, yeah, I just, I really don't think that they know what they're doing with, with yeah. all these like side characters. I've never wanted or was curious of a fucking uh, Morbius origin story. Me neither. Couldn't fucking give a shit. And if, if Jared Leto's in it, I'm even less interested. That's for you, Elvin. Yeah, but like, hope- think of like the villains in like any of these comic book movies, and you could name ten that you'd rather see an origin story of rather than Morbius. Like, probably twenty. Like that, that, that wouldn't even make my top 50 villains. Yeah. Me, me neither. He's, I'm a huge Spider-Man villain fan, like rogues gallery, and he's not even on my radar. No. There's way more fun characters they could have started with. Hey, you watch it. I like the Shocker. So do I. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) I'd rather watch the Shocker origin story. Like, hey, I got these sweet fucking electric gauntlets on. (laughs) 
gonna put on some buccaneer, buccaneer boots and some fishnet bodysuit and fucking yeah. let's rock this joint. Like, let's rob some banks or something. <laughs> like, let's go. Like, a sweet heist movie? I'm in. <laughs> Morbius movie will be a hit in Romania. <laughs> <laughs> number Probably. one movie in Romania. In Romania, number one. Number one. Okay. Let's fucking right. get into this. Okay, so I have to start by saying that even though Ryan just said that he is a pretty big cinephile, I am not. So I am not one who is like super, like yesterday he was like, yeah, I'm just trying to like put the directors and stuff. And I'm just like, I don't fucking care about any of that stuff. It's never really been a thing for me where I like gave a shit. Sure. So if, you know, my selection of movies may uh, be weird to some people, but. You know, not weird. Is it just. These are just movies that like have struck a chord with me over time. It doesn't necessarily mean that there's nothing better. It's more just certain movies here in this list, like they resonate with me and have forever. And I would say probably about, I don't know, 75, 70% of my list is like movies that I could recite. Like if yeah, I put it on, I could actually like say it with the movie. I've seen it so many times. Like I've said before, it's like if we did a top five comedy movie, list i could do yeah. these standalone series of like splitting it into genres yeah and yeah, yeah. standalone episodes of like top five comedy movies top five action movies top five horror films top five yeah. whatever mystery films and we could have different lists for each one i tried to pick movies that were different genres different directors except for i have i have a two movies from one director but i tried not to um but basically like I really wanted to try to diversify my list as much as possible to get people, hey, somebody somewhere might like this film and somebody else might like this film. If you're not into horror, here's an action film. If you're not into action, here's a comedy film. So on and so forth. So I tried to diversify it. Miss Doubtfire is my number one, two, and three. <laughs> Miss Doubtfire is, was not, did not make it to my top 10, but did actually make it to my top 30. That's like, my was, favorite. It was in my top 30. That's my favorite Wrong five films. Yeah, that's definitely my, oh, Jumanji's up there, too. Uh, I didn't like the first Jumanji. I do really like um, you're, you're, uh, you're wrong. Death, to, Death to Smoochie, though. I was a big Death to Smoochie fan. Death to Smoochie's good. It's pretty good. One Hour Photo is also good. Very good. Kind, kind of scary, though, but yeah, great. It's terrifying. Yeah. Um, okay, this isn't a podcast about Robin Williams. Oh, also, Aladdin. Be. Great Robin Williams movie. Totally. I officially like moose milk. Yeah, hell yeah, I do. I'm going to take off my shirt and give you some moose milk in a minute. Uh, that's the best thing ever. All right. Okay. You start, so, buddy. You want my start? Okay. So I'm going to start with one that I feel like should be really obvious. Yeah. And the reason why is because of what's behind me. So I'm going to start this list with uh, Toy Story. Really? Ah, oh, dude, honestly? I could I could probably say that movie without the movie playing like the first, have, one? The first one. I love the first Toy Story. I did not it, know that at all. Oh my god, dude! I love it. I liked uh, three a lot too. I did three made two. me ball. Yeah, three made me ball like a fucking little wimp, and so did uh, actually four was was pretty. Uh, <laughs> Uh, four made me cry pretty good too, but I thought three, the way three ended was like, oh my God, tear jerk. Oh, but I have something. Seen four, so I'm going to say that point blank, but. Oh, you haven't seen four? You should. I haven't four. watched it because everybody tells me I'm going to cry again. You're going to cry. I just, 
I don't want to watch a movie that's going to make me cry. I just, it's, it's not, not as sad to me as three. Three was way sadder to me, but four is like the the way it ends is like it's a nice happy sad, and it's like yeah. it is sad, but it's it's not the same. I mean, I guess three is a happy sad too, but yeah. So I'm going to say like obviously I'm known for not liking animated stuff, but I do I do enjoy Toy Story one. Like Toy Story one was really like a, a like a wowing moment for me and like what mm. what an animated film could be and have you watched I mean, it, have you watched it in the last five years no no <laughs> you should you should just put it on for like 20 minutes you'll Does laugh it, at how bad the animation is it's so bad. oh really oh yeah oh wow i didn't know that like, like it still it still looks good but like it like like it's still like it's so dicey from what you can what you see now. really oh yeah you should watch it's funny i mean i guess it is like 90 six seven or yeah seven yeah something like that um i mean i guess it is really old but like i in my mind it looked amazing so like i just have that like place in my mind where it's like oh yeah that movie looked amazing but um i just remember when it came out and like there was nothing that looked like that like that was the best looking animated film i've ever seen yeah like i remember when he rolled up to um is it pizza planet or something like that yeah uh that place like it was so like 3D, Real. like an animated film that it like blew my mind as a kid. I was like, "Holy <laughs> shit! Like, this looks like a real like, yeah, I don't know, arcade. I guess like I don't know. It, it just looked like amazing to me. I yeah, like, like wow. something you'd never seen before, right? Yeah, and yeah. I mean, apparently it doesn't hold up. So you're just ruining all my childhood. Um, you should watch. Stuff. You'll get a laugh. Like I, when I noticed it, like I was, I put it on in the background when I was working one night, and then like I just like looked up and was like. Oh my god, that's fucked. Yeah, that's so weird. And like fuck it still Sid. looks. It's still and no. Sid, don't fuck Sid. Sid's the customizer. He's a customizer. That's what yeah, I was saying. Shit, man. Yeah, he's just blowing up toys. I get it. I used to set toys on fire in my attic. When I think about it, it's a pretty stupid idea. But <laughs> I mean, I really think that you might be a serial killer, and I just don't haven't figured it out yet. Like you may have murdered five people, and I just don't know. <laughs> To tell you. <laughs> um, no, uh, cool choice. I, I, I definitely like. I, I would have never expected that on your list. I love the opening scene. All right, everyone. This is a stick up. Don't yeah. anybody move. Yeah, they redo, no. they redo that in in Toy Story Four, but like, oh, like really? Yeah, it's good. It's great. It opens that way. I'll yeah, watch it. it. I'll, I'll sit down and watch it. Yeah, you should. It's it's good. But yeah, I love. Uh, uh, no, Emily, I'm not doing fat stuff today um but yeah i love i love toy story like it just yeah being a, i've been a toy collector my whole life too right like uh you know there was really only a uh you know like when i was doing the band thing was really the only time i wasn't collecting toys like sure you know even when i was like in high school and stuff i was collecting like wrestling figures and shit like that oh, so, yeah. i always collected something right so yeah, yeah. my yeah, toy story i love it that's what i started my list with um, so I'm going to start with a movie called Cabin in the Woods. Oh, I like that movie. I haven't seen it in a million years, though. Like, I haven't seen it since it came out, I don't think. It came out in April 13th, 2012. Um, so a million years. Yeah. I don't want to spoil it, so I want to speak about it very mm. um, secretly because it definitely has a twist in it, and I don't want to yep. give away that twist, but... It's, it's, hard hard to talk, talk, um, it's hard to talk about it, about yeah. what makes it so great without mentioning the twist, though. 
I will say that it's it's not necessarily a horror film. There's comedy elements to it. Yeah. It definitely has um I don't even know how to explain it. Like um kind of scream-esque modern take on horror that I really, really enjoyed. And it was it was not appreciated at its time, I don't think. Like I really I feel like either. who did it? Michael It went under did the radar, Michael nobody Michael really cared about it. it. What's who that? Did, who directed it? Uh, uh, Drew Goddard. Oh, okay. So Drew Goddard uh, is, is nor- mostly a writer. He wrote, I think, uh, episodes of Lost. He wrote, um, I think he wrote or helped write um, uh, Cloverfield. I'm not positive on that, but I'm pretty sure. Um, he He's a really good writer, and I, I really enjoy most of the stuff he's done. And um, Cabin in the Woods is just a really, really cool take on a horror film that I don't want to give away, but it also stars Chris Hemsworth, who's obviously now Thor. And um, it's, I think, I think it got delayed a lot in the movie. Like, I think it came out like a year and a half or two years after it was filmed. And by that time, Chris Hemsworth had already been um, a, a Thor for like, movie or two like i yeah. think he was already like blowing up as an actor so yeah, yeah. um weird though because he looks a lot different he looks like, yeah a lot younger in this yeah he looks completely different he he's does. playing like a bro dude kind of yeah and um yeah anyway i i really like i don't want to spoil the movie i think anybody that likes quirky horror films should definitely check it out and yes. um it's got comedy elements the ending is awesome and yeah, uh ending is really really great it also stars um uh richard jenkins from um you know him as the the stepdad and in, in, in uh stepbrothers um <laughs> he's just he's an awesome actor so anyway um yeah i love that movie and uh i highly recommend it i think it's definitely an overlooked uh horror film i definitely should rewatch that it's been a long time since i've watched it i remember liking it though yeah i i i honestly like wanted to rewatch all these movies me before too. the podcast and I just this week has been absolute hell for me and I just yeah, haven't had yeah. time. So yeah, I've had a very busy week. So I actually said that to Ryan yesterday he's like, you started yeah. your list? I'm like, nope. <laughs> Gotta start it. I was hoping to watch there's a few movies on my list that like I just don't need to watch. Like I I mean I've no. seen them so many times like I said I don't need it, right? Like pretty Same. much anything I'm mentioning tonight, I don't really need to watch. The ones I kind of put on tonight's list are like the ones that would have been there five years ago, they would have been sure. there 10 years ago. You sure. know, the other ones after it, like move around a little bit more, but they're still pretty stationary, but. Sure, sure, sure. So my second one is, uh, I, I don't know if, again, I don't know if we've talked about this one. I'd be surprised if we didn't, but. So my my next pick is uh, Empire Records. You ever I, seen Empire I've Records? I've actually only seen Ah, yeah. So it's another one where like, I know a lot of people aren't like, don't totally love it like it was kind of like a weird story because like they shot it as one story and then like they completely gutted it and completely changed the whole story to be something totally different and uh so it's like a little discombobulated at times but it's just it i remember watching it when i was in grade eight like that's when i first saw it and like it made me want to work at a music store it made me want to work at hmv like I remember when my friend John, when I was in Repeat Until Falls, John got a job at HMV, and I was so fucking jealous because it's like for anybody who's not who doesn't know what HMV is, it's like a record, a CD store from 
I think it's still around. I might be wrong. I don't know. Nothing. Yeah. yeah. We had one like up to like a few years ago, but then I think it closed. So. It, it breaks my heart that kids are never going to understand. I know. Like Blockbuster and HMV and like I all know. these stores. Like right. these were my stores. This is where I went every weekend yeah. as a like, teenager. And, That's and, where I spent all my money when I was a teenager they, was at the HMV or Sound the Record Man. Like music stores, so I could go and buy albums and yeah, same, man. yeah. So this is about a group of fucking different little weird group of kids who like work at a record store. And uh, I relate to that statement. Astonishing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that, that statement could not be well, more well met. It's 100% accurate. It's a good look. It's a good look. That's all yeah. I'm going to say. But yeah, it's got, so it's got Liv Tyler in it. It's got the, the people who are in it. It's like they're people who like I recognize, but like I can never remember their name. So like uh, the guy who plays Mark, his name is... He's the guy who was like Ethan in uh, Can't Hardly Wait, the lead nerdy guy. Oh, um, Embry, something, something Embry or something. Or, uh, 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 don't tip my fucking tongue. Yeah, whatever. It doesn't really matter because like everybody in this, other than the Tyler, is like I think yeah. pretty like. They're not unknown. They're definitely recognizable, but they're just people who, like, I don't think a lot of people, like, remember. Like, they're in, probably in similar boat to what I'm in right now. Yeah. But it's just a great movie about, it's just, I don't, would I call it a coming of age? I don't know if I'd call it a coming yeah. of age movie. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess. But it's just like, it's, it's, it's got all these different relationships. It talks about like, there's a character who kind of struggles with suicide and like depression. There's a girl who's kind of like a slut. There's kind of a girl who like, is like forced by her parents to like be something she doesn't really feel like she is. Then there's like the artist guy. There's like the guy, the whole story kind of stems around Lucas who like closes the store one night, discovers that his boss is going to turn the place into like a music town, which is a franchise store. Yeah. And he takes all the money and goes and gambles it in, in Atlantic City and to like save enough money to buy the franchise and he loses it all. And then the next day and then the next day he comes to work and they're like the bank calls, the money's not there. And like that's kind of how the story goes. So Lucas goes from being like this guy who's like irresponsible to like this philosopher guy <laughs> who yeah. just starts like talking sh- stupid shit all day long and it's just, I it's, really it. like i haven't seen it in probably 20 it's years so good. it's so good i love it it's got a great soundtrack and it's just yeah. it's great i love it it's one of those it, ones where like again the the soundtrack like there's not a lot of songs on it that are like insanely recognizable but yeah. it's like it's one of those ones where like the soundtrack works with the movie so well that it just sure. like it just it draws you in right it's just yeah i love it i love the movie yeah it came out in 1995 and i bet yeah. you i see it in probably 96 or 97 the last yeah. time so i don't yeah. really remember it yeah you should check it out yeah. yeah that's the home of uh rex manning day too oh yeah rex manning day we just passed it oh rexy you're so sexy <laughs> So, my next movie is a movie that holds a very special place in my heart. Uh, it's called Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Oh, this is on my honorables. What's that? This is one of my honorables. Oh, yeah? I um, love this movie. 
I absolutely adore this movie. It hit me at exactly the right time in my life where I was going through a pretty bad breakup. And um, it just really, really hit me at a time where I really needed this movie. And um, obviously it stars uh, Jason Segel as the, the main man. And he's basically, dick. yes, he's naked in the movie. You see his dick. dick is in it for sure. It's, um, he's basically going through a breakup with a very famous actress and he goes to Hawaii to basically like deal with his shit. And she ends up being there with her new boyfriend um, and he meet he while he's there he meets a girl and he's kind of dealing with whether he wants to de- date this new girl or get back together with his ex and he's kind of uh weighing the options and, and I, I don't know it just hit me at a time where i really needed a movie like this it, it's very funny at times but it's also super kind sad. of a, yeah it's sad and it's and, and it's got elements of like following your passions and living in the moment and and dealing with your shit and being an adult and and i don't know it just there's a lot of things in it that just like hit me at the right time in my life where i really really connected with the writing of this movie so um it's it stars um kristen bell and mila kunis as well russell yeah. brand and russell brand yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and mila uh, kunis Jonah, Jonah, Jonah Hill's Jonah Hill's in it. Paul Rudd's in it. Um, Oh yeah, Paul Rudd. Hey man. Yeah, yeah. Both have cameos. Like they're not big parts. Um, Russell Brand's like a main character in it, but um, Mila Kunis has never looked hotter in her life. Like this is like, she is absolutely gorgeous in this movie. But um, yeah, I, I just love this movie. Her comedy chops. Uh, Jason Segel's comedy chops, like everything is on display, and it's just fucking funny. It's a funny literally, movie, literally. Yeah, I like when he does that when he's like, "Do you want some of this?" And he like shakes. Yeah, yeah it's so good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like it's it's one of my favorite comedy films, and it just holds a place in my life where like I can go back to this movie anytime, any place, yep. and it makes me laugh. And this is this is one of those movies that like if I see it on TV I'll like actually watch it like I'll stick yeah. around and watch it because it's like I can pick it up anywhere and it's fucking awesome. Same and like so good. You could walk in at any part of this movie and be like, "Yep, it's funny." So like, yeah, it's great. It's, it's a great. It's a great story and like you said, it's a nice. It's a good love story and it's not like predictable, which I like too. Right? No. Like, it's like a romantic so. comedy, but it's 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 not like. Heavy on it's the romance. Yeah, it's not a sappy. No, it's, not sappy. It's, it's, it's not like a chick flick necessarily. Not no. that there's anything wrong with that. It's no, just, no. It, it's, 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 it can be for anybody and it's funny. It's, it, it, it got me through a breakup. So I, I love this yeah. movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. It's a, it's a really, really awesome movie. Great choice. It's got to pick yeah. your next honorable mention, bitch. Got a big list. Don't worry. That was the one I was wondering if you were going <laughs> to. Hell yes. Hell yeah. Okay, so my next one is another, an even older one. And it's weird because this is a movie that I didn't get into when I was young, young. So, like, even though this movie is as old as I am, I actually didn't get into this movie till probably, like, the early 2000s. So, the next movie on my list is Fast Times at Ridgemont High. This movie. Oh, I fucking love this movie. It's so funny. It's so funny, and it's got a good cast. It's got good people. It's got like Jeff Spicoli is played by uh, he's like this like surfer stoner guy is played by uh, what's his name? Guy plays Milk. 
Um, um, hold on. Uh, I'll bring it up. Okay, yeah, he's popular. I can't remember his name right now. I just don't remember. Um, I'll feel stupid when you say it, though. Cause I'll... But anyways, yeah. it's keep talking. Just... So anyway, so it's it's basically like a high school... It's kind of like a teen movie from the 80s. So like kind of in the same vein as Sean like Penn. Days... Sean Penn. It's kind of in the same vein as like Dazed and Confused or like, uh, you know, like... Um, bill and ted's excellent adventure kind of things where it's like the teen it's you know it's a party movie it's like end of the school year and the school summer or summer's coming and school's out and um yeah it basically follows like uh like just a few different groups of kids there's kind of like a nerdy guy who's like trying to like kind of hit on like this girl and he's got this like sly friend who like sells concert tickets who like gives them advice and i don't know it's just it's great man it's a good it's it like i could understand it, it kind of made me love like the 80s even though i didn't really have any attachment to the 80s ever or ever want to be associated with it really it's definitely a movie that inspired other movies that came after it yeah and totally. like, the problem with this movie is if you're watching it now for your first time but you're actually a guy or a girl that watches a lot of films you're gonna go and go. Oh wow! I can, I can, I can. I know what's gonna happen in this film, kind of. Yeah. But that's totally. because it was so inspirational to to everything. So many films that came after it that like it yeah. really was like a genre centerpiece. I mean, it came out in 1982, and there's like you know probably 50 movies that came after it that like definitely was inspired by Fast Times at Richmond High. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean. It, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's not for me. It's just not like, it's the same as Games and Confused. I've seen these movies so many times that like, it's just, yep. Yeah. Doesn't do anything it's, it's, um, to me, I think, I think the reason why it resonated with me at the time was because at the time I got into it, I was getting into a lot of movies. And yeah. like, I think I saw a lot of similarities and stuff that I liked. So, most likely things inspired by it that I like kind of sure. saw the, the similarities to it. Right. Yeah. So, but, but yeah, it's just, it's a great, it's a good, I think it's a pretty funny and just entertaining movie. And I just, you know, I love like, I love Spicoli. He's so fucking funny. <laughs> and then yeah. like, he gets in trouble at the end and the teacher comes on prom night and like hangs out with him and makes him do like study basically, because he's like, yeah. according to my calculations, you've wasted this much of my time. So I'm going to, <laughs> it's good. It, it definitely Hand. has coffee thoughts. It's just one of those eighty movies that, like, I just never really connected with. Totally, I get it. I get yeah, it. Um, so that was my number three. I like it. It's a it's a choice. I'm not gonna say it's a good choice. It's a choice. <laughs> um, you, should done that in a, you should have done that in a Trump accent because that would have been. I'm not gonna say it's a good choice. I can't do it. I would have said it, but. Yeah, well, you're better at it than I am. I'm not good uh, at it, though. <laughs> my next film is Cloverfield. And I mentioned it earlier and kind of gave it away, but I absolutely adore Cloverfield. It's one of my absolute favorite films. Um, it's directed by Matt Reeves. Um, came out in 2008, and it, the first trailer for this movie I did not give you did not give the title of the movie. It was just very small footage. Yeah, found footage of like 
You had no idea what the movie was. Didn't, the, didn't, didn't the head go across the screen? The Liberty, the Statue of Liberty? Yeah. That was the first Statue of Liberty right? head rolled across the screen, and it gave the date of when it came out, which was um, January 18th, 2008. So I think it said, like, 11808 or something at the end of the trailer. And you didn't know what the name of the movie was even. And then it took, I don't know, a month maybe before you actually found out what the trailer was referencing. Um, and it was like kind of like an online internet game of like I remember that. finding hints of what the fuck was happening during this movie and what it was, what what was what was going on. And it, it became this huge like that online. Went viral, that went viral, I'm pretty sure, right? Because it, it was, was like, very viral. Yeah. yeah. Um, I remember it's a fun film about like that. basically a, what's that story? I, I, sorry, I was just saying that. Like, I remember that. Like, that it piqued my interest for that alone. I was like, yeah. I just wanted to know what it was. Yeah, exactly. That's where it, got, it piqued my interest. But then when I seen the film, it's just a really cool take on a monster film, and you can basically compare it to like something like Godzilla or something like that. But it's a found footage film, so it's from the people on the streets as a Godzilla is wrecking the city, and. Um, think of like Blair Witch or something like that or Paranormal Activity where it's that found footage style but yep. um, it's very much from the point of hey I'm in New York City and a monster is attacking the city and what would you do and um, basically it's a guy trying to find his girlfriend or uh, the girl he likes um, in the wreckage of the city basically and avoiding the monsters avoiding avoiding the world and um it's it's not long. It's I think maybe ninety minutes, but um, it's one of the coolest films. I still watch it probably every year. Um, there is sequels to it. Ten Cloverfield Lane is like a really 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 good movie. Different. It has really almost nothing to do with Cloverfield. Nope. But it's it's really cool. Like it's a really good movie. It just it, I don't know why they called it a Cloverfield sequel. And then they, they made a third one that was direct to Netflix. And I think it's called like, fuck, I don't even remember the Cloverfield Bells or Cloverfield yeah. something. I don't know. I never that watched was, it. Uh, Clover, Cloverfield Paradox, I'm pretty sure is what it's called. It was, didn't it? Wasn't it like the lead up to the original one or, or, right no, after or something? No, I don't remember. It's, it's bad. It's not yeah. good. They should have never released it with a Cloverfield name, but yeah. apparently. They are finally making a Cloverfield direct sequel oh, nice. right now in secret. That's the rumor, at least online, is they're finally oh, they're making a direct sequel. So I'm stoked for it. I fucking love this movie. I recommend anybody that has not seen this out that likes like sci-fi um, monster movies type thing. If you enjoy the even God just found footage, movie. even just like found yeah. footage movies, honestly, I think it's 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 a different take on that. That's like kind of like Chronicle, yeah. right? Like I really like Chronicle too. And yeah, like Chronicle. Yeah, yeah, same idea, right? It's like kind of lost I mean, footage, lost footage superhero movie. Yeah, like Blair Witch was on my list in my probably my top fifteen movies, and I cut really it. Like but um, I love Blair Witch. I Me think too. it's one of the most creative, cool Me films. Yeah, and. It's My still, puked when we went inside. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, anyways, um, Blair Witch is awesome, and, and I'm always going to be, um, it's going to be called Cauliflower Field. Cauliflower Field. Sequel? That's let's a sequel. Go, let's hope. <laughs> um, 
for the vegan. But yeah, juice anyway, uh, I love Cloverfield, and you should definitely check it out if you haven't seen it because it's it's, nice. a, it's a cool pick and it's an original film. Yeah, I will say if if no one has any idea what we're talking about, you should yeah. you should YouTube the first Cloverfield trailer. Hundred percent. Because like honestly, that's, it, that's all we got. That's all. Yeah. We got. Go awesome. into it without reading anything about it other than what I've said in, in, in the trailer because I think any film, if you can go into it without a trailer, it's so much better. Yeah. Like, not knowing the twists, not knowing what the trailer leaks, there's so many trailers that give away so much footage of the film. Yeah. And it's too much and it ruins the movie. So, yeah, I, agree. Um, yeah, I definitely like. If you can go into it blind, go go turn on the movie and, and watch it. It's a fun, I think it's like 95 minutes. It's not like overly long. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's a quick, pretty breezy watch. That's for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. Nice. That's a good pick. I haven't seen that one in a little bit. I think I saw it a couple of years ago, but. Yeah. So my next one is the one that Ryan and I were talking about earlier, where this is the only one that Ryan knows on my list. So my next camera shakes almost made me throw up yeah i have a friend who did um okay so my next list is or my next choice from the list is uh quentin tarantino flick uh i'm a big tarantino fan as well ryan and i both are um and mine is the most obvious pick from the bunch uh which is like the classic uh paul fiction so <laughs> uh obviously um yeah, it was hard to pick a Quentin Tarantino movie because uh, he's got so many fucking good ones. I, you know, I, I'm, I, I, I kind of favor some of the ones that I saw first more than the more recent ones, and it's not because I think they're better necessarily. It's more just because the newer ones I've only seen like once or twice, so like they just don't really like hold for me quite as much, you know. Yeah. Uh, but like you know, I was a really like I love this movie, but I also like I really love Reservoir Dogs, right? That's actually the first tar- Tarantino movie I ever saw was Reservoir Dogs. Um, Interesting. Yeah, I know, I know. Because like I hate Reservoir Dogs. Do you? Yeah, I, I feel like it is. I feel like Reservoir Dogs might be the best example of like Tarantino's style. It may not be like the best executed, but I feel like it. Like it, I, I feel say like. Hate- as in, like, I don't like the movie. As in, hate, I think it's the second worst or third worst Tarantino movie. Right. I want... You just he has two different else. styles. He has set-piece movies where they're basically just in one location in dialogue heavy. And then he has actual films that take place in several different locations and yes. are typical, normal movies. Which are more of a I don't like style. his... I don't like his one set piece movies like uh, yeah. Hateful Eight and um, oh, fuck, I can't remember what it's called right now. Probably the car movie. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't remember. Now you're not talking uh, about you're not talking about the last one, right? No. Um, fuck. Hold on, it's coming to me. Um. Oh man. Um. Anyway. I don't like I, I I find his dialogue heavy movies very boring and I I know I'm in the minority on that. I like his dialogue. I think he's a great writer, don't get me wrong. But I also think they're very boring and long movies. And especially Hateful Eight, which is like almost three hours long, I really found it a very very boring film. 
Yeah, um, I didn't. I didn't actually do. I wasn't too into Hateful Eight, but fuck, what's it called? I can't even find it. Um, but Pulp Fiction, anyways. It, it the nice thing about like the thing that's cool about Pulp Fiction, I think, is like it takes an element from Reservoir Dogs that I really liked, which was like the multiple stories tying into one kind of thing, and he just kind yeah. of expands on it, and it still did have a lot of those like really dialogue heavy, like it was more intermixed into a whole story. But like sure. it did still have a lot of like heavy dialogue, right? And like astonishing said that movie made yeah. Samuel L. Jackson and like, you know, he couldn't agree more, right? Like he's sure. his 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 whole play throughout that entire thing from being this mobster to being this guy who's was saved because, you know, someone fired a yeah. load of round of gun or bullets at him and missed him or whatever, right? And it's like yeah. I just it's it's so fucking it's so well done. The story's great, and it's just, yeah, it, it gets crazier and crazier as it goes too, yeah. right? Like the how Bruce Willis's kind of thing ends with the, uh, with the Bing Rames there or whatever. It's like, dude, oh, that's fuck, great. right? <laughs> and yeah, uh, the movie too. I was talking about was Death Proof. Death Proof Death is my least favorite film. But yeah. um, no, I I think Pulp Fiction is easily one of the best films ever made. Um. I think basically anybody that has not seen this film, this is the first film that you need to watch as like a new film lover. Like if I was, if somebody came to me and was like, what are the five best films ever made? This would be in my top five. And the only reason it's not in my top 10 is because I knew Matt was putting it in his and I chose a different movie. Otherwise this movie would also be in my top 10. Like um, it is, uh, 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 um, a class of, of, of directing, a class of writing, a class yep. of a acting. acting. Yeah, there's, there's nothing that you could pick apart in this movie where you're like, oh, that sucks. Like, Sam Jackson's amazing. John Travolta's amazing. Uma amazing. Thurman's amazing. Like, um, Tarantino himself is awesome in the movie. So like, good. There's nobody in the film that you're like, oh, they did a terrible job in this film. Like, from minute to minute, you're, you're enthralled with this film. And um, I think I think it's one of the best movies ever made. Period. Like I don't think you can argue that. Yep, I agree. I agree. It's awesome. If you can handle a little or a lot of blood and uh, yeah. and uh, some swears, then uh, yeah, it's. Great. I, I it's just fantastic. I don't think you can call yourself a movie lover if you have not seen all of Tarantino's films. And like I said, I don't think all of them are great. I think he has misses within his catalog, but I also yeah, I think. Agree. He's one of the most creative, best directors in Hollywood, mm -hmm. and um, yeah, I, I adore him. And um, I, I think this is his best film. But I'm going to pick a, a different film just for argument's sake. But yes, <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with you though. This is a this is a fantastic movie. So it's it's yeah, it's my favorite Tarantino movie. And uh, yeah, I feel like it's the best example of what makes him great like i feel like it's a perfect mix of both of those styles that you said right where it's kind of set piece and dialogue heavy to like story Very dialogue heavy at times yeah but it changes set pieces yeah it has a story it it has, yeah 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 I, I love it and like i said I, I i mean it made samuel jackson but it also i think is my best my favorite john travolta role i would agree and, with that um, he's great as Vincent Vega. My, my second favorite Uma Thurman role. So, 
That's fair. I know what your first one is. Uh, I also have to say that it was fun because like uh, Kate had never, my wife had never seen it. Right. So like uh, her boss, there was a while, like maybe two or three years ago, two years ago, probably where like her boss gave her like a list of stuff that like he thought that she should like kind of see to like, he's like, look, if you're going to call yourself a movie fan, like you need to see these movies. He gave her a big list and this was on it. So we got to watch it and it was pretty cool to see her get into it. Like I could tell she was into it. Right. So, yeah, I mean, cool. to, like the one thing I would say in my life, and I know this sounds really fucked up, so I'm just gonna say it, but don't judge <laughs> me on it. Is like if I could hit myself in the head with a hammer five times and experience certain movies the same, like for the first time. There are so many movies that I would love to relive for the first time, and like obviously, Pulp Fiction is one of them. Yeah. I love The Matrix. It's not in my list. But that's another movie where, like, if I could experience The Matrix for the first time, that movie fucking exploded my mind. I was like, holy shit, like, this you're, is a, a fucking incredible film. And you're, uh, you're, your computer voice again, by the way. I Nothing you can do, but you just, just let me know. <laughs> anyway, continue. Yeah, yeah. so, uh, you don't have, I, fortunately, your computer voice kicked in right at the right time because I was just wrapping up, so... Uh, so yeah, that was my pick. So Pulp Fiction, that was my my Quentin Tarantino pick. Are you doing your Tarantino pick next, or are you saving yours? Mine's next week. Next week, all right. Little Tarantino uh, on both weeks. Hell yes, that's why right, I played it. Back to normal. I expected yours to be this week. Am I still computer voice? You're good. All right, good. Uh, my next pick is Memento. Ooh, it is a film by uh, the one and only Christopher Nolan, my favorite director of all time. Um, it is my favorite film by him. And next week I have another film by him that is also in my top probably three movies of all time, which tells you a lot about my love of movies. I love Christopher <laughs> Nolan. Um, I think he's the most creative and best writing. And, and I mean, him and his brother write most of his movies, but um, he's my favorite director and um, Memento is a very different film. I can't speak a lot about it because it will give away most of the film, but it's a different take on film. It has a creative, weird element of it. And it's basically, I mean, very, very early spoilers to the movie. It's basically a man that has brain damage that um, doesn't have memory so that like basically once he forgets or like once enough time has passed, he forgets something. So he basically he is trying fresh. to solve the mystery where he tattoos clues on his body to try to remember different things. And so any anything he tries to find within the mystery that's important, he tattoos on his body so he can't forget it. And um, it, it stars Guy Pierce as the main character. Uh, Carrie Ann Moss is also in it, and uh, Joe uh, Pantoliano, I can never pronounce his name, but um, he uh, he basically plays like a detective, and Carrie Ann Moss is like a um, kind of, I don't know, it's hard to explain without giving stuff away, but um, yeah, it's, it's one of the most creative films I've ever met, it has, definitely has a twist in it, and it's creative. It's a movie that you haven't seen much like it. The DVD case was like one of the coolest DVD cases I've ever owned where it had like 
the menu would pop up and you had to pick like the right word within like 16 words to get the movie to even start because there was clues and like it's just a really creative cool look at like a movie and 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 the art of film and the art of you see it in music a lot where like the album art of a, of a CD or whatever is like really creative and like you flip through the booklet and you see yep. like you know, different creative elements. And this was a movie that like really took that to heart for me where it was like, I've never seen a movie do these kind of things where it has like a creative element to like even the DVD booklet of it or anything like that. So um, I don't know. It's one of my favorite films ever made. And I, I obviously these aren't in any order. Um, I kind of separated this from my other favorite Christopher Nolan movie, uh, just to just to give you a little variance. So, anyways, nice. I should watch that again. I, again, that's enough. I think I watched that one like when you let me borrow it forever ago. Yeah, I don't know if I ever watched it. So, so it's it's twenty years old now. So, I mean, there's probably people listening to this that have never even heard of it. So, yeah, probably. Uh, yeah, this is a director. Super, like, I don't really hear that. Even it's no. spoken of very often. It's no, uh, it's it's his. I think his like second movie. Yeah. Um, he, he's a guy that directed the Dark Knight trilogy for all you comic book fans. So if you don't know, right? He didn't. Yeah, he directed Inception. He directed Interstellar. Um, yeah, he's he's really really good, and he gave you the three best Batman films that have ever been made. So yeah, uh, right. this is I think his second film. So check it out. Nice, nice. Good choice. Thank you. So my number five and last of our five, but I do have the honorable mention, is uh, sure. the big the big Lebowski. Oh, very nice. Yeah, yeah. So that's a Coen, bro- Coen Brothers, right? They did that one, didn't they? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So it stars uh, Jeff Bridges and uh, what's the guy from Roseanne? Dan. Don Goodman. Don Goodman. He's Dan and Roseanne. That's why I said Dan. Yep. <laughs> And Steve Buscemi, and yeah, it's uh, it's about like this guy named the dude that uh, basically, uh, my God, it's even weird just to say it. <laughs> he kind of like gets mixed up with like uh, uh, gangsters, I guess, because yep. he has the same legal name as this guy who owes a bunch of money, or his wife owes a bunch of money. So these g- gangsters come in and basically like piss on his rug, and like the whole movie kind of revolves around that kind of like everything it spirals out of that yeah it all kind of starts there and just gets and like it just gets fucking silly and like he's super cheap he has no job he has no money he like yeah he just is just does nothing but plays bowling he bowls with his two (laughs) friends and like his one buddy uh donnie who's steve buscemi is like always inquisitive he's always asking questions and always getting told to shut the fuck up by by uh, uh Shut the fuck up, John. <laughs> by uh John Goodman's character and yeah. it's just it's, it's another movie I need to rewatch because I literally have not seen this movie in probably ten years. Super funny. This is a this is one of my one of my all time favorites. I just everything about it is just great, right? All the characters are so they're so fucking wild. Ninety eight, yeah, yeah, that's crazy, man. That's crazy. Yeah, so I probably haven't seen this movie in fifteen years, like easily, but it's it's a very funny film. This is another one that like Kate never watched, and like I got to watch with her because her boss suggested that she should watch yeah. it. And, like, yeah, we had a great time with it, right? We just even like the the like the the interactions between Donnie 
and like anybody like he's such a crazy character he's like this is what you get when you fuck a stranger in the ass yeah. you're like smashing a car it's, is this what you want it's definitely like i love experiencing a movie for the first time with somebody else and like right. that's the type of thing where like yeah like watching a movie for the first time with somebody is just like watching it for the first time for myself yeah, I agree. where it's I like, agree. You're experiencing it through somebody else's eyes and seeing their reactions and seeing their laughter makes you feel like that laughter or that like mystery or whatever the film's trying to portray for the first time too. And like, I love that feeling. It's, it's the same too. as music. Like, like, yeah. like listening to an album for the first time with somebody is like awesome to me. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, you're experiencing this and listening to the it. For and and it's awesome so like i love that idea with film too it's it's why i love like shows and movies is just seeing that like recommendation from somebody and going oh i'm going to experience this with you for the first time is one yeah. of my favorite things yeah yeah same same here I, I like it a lot so yeah so it's cool to get to do that with her because she'd never seen this totally. so and yeah it's like i said it's just it's 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 funny it's it's sad it's yeah it's, crazy. it's not everything it's crazy yeah. like it's also like insanely crazy so it's <laughs> it is. yeah yeah you just you never know what turn you're gonna go down and it's just like i said if you can if you can have a movie that stems from getting a, a rug getting pissed on and like go down this insane crazy spiral it's worth it's, it it's wild dude it's wild and jeff bridges is seriously like i, I want to be that like i just want to be the dude <laughs> yeah well, jeff bridges is awesome man. so good um oh my dog's going in my bathroom good um so my next and last movie before our honorable mention is die hard nice choice um, i figured die hard was going to be on that's why i didn't put it online yeah i this is one of the movies that holds a very special place in my heart as well um i remember the first time i watched this movie my mom was having um I don't know, like some of her adult friends over, I was like, I don't know, probably 10, 12, I don't know, 14, somewhere in a young, somewhat young age. And she had recorded this movie off of television. So it had all the like the swears and like bad scenes bleeped out. Um, and she was hanging out with like her adult friends or whatever. And she was like, hey, check this movie out. And so she had it recorded on VHS from TV and I watched it. And it just like blew my mind as far as like action films. And she she came in at some point and was like, oh, how did you like it? And I was like, that movie was amazing. And she was like, here, here's the second one. And my <laughs> mind just went like the fact that there was two movies in the series that I had not known was like mind blowing to me. So I immediately watched the second one. And I remember my friend at the time, uh, this kid named James that went to my grade school. I was at his house and uh, I was like, have you heard about this film called Die Hard? And he's like, obviously, like, yeah, Die Hard, everybody knows Die Hard. Like, Die Hard's awesome. <laughs> and uh, I was like, yeah, I just watched the first two films. Like, they're awesome. And he's like, what, you haven't watched the third one? And I was like, there's a third one? Like, oh my God. And it just again. <laughs> like, so we went immediately and rented the film from like Blockbuster or whatever the fuck we went to. And um, I think the first one is the best film of the series. Obviously, yeah. the action film that starts Bruce Willis 
You'd also know Alan Rickman, who was uh, Professor Snape in the Harry Potter films, um, who has now passed away, but um, also starring Reginald Val Johnson, who uh, was Carl Winslow in Family Matters. Um, So great. So so awesome. Um, It's an action film. It's um, a A high school movie. What's that? It's a Christmas film, technically. I watch it every year. Dorkside Toys is here. Oh, very nice. That's where I buy all um, the action figures from. Hell yeah, buddy. Sweet. Um, yeah, I I love I love fucking Die Hard. Like, um, I think the first one's the best one. I think the sequels get progressively worse. Yeah. The fifth one is borderline unwatchable. Oh, the fifth yeah. one is terrible. I don't even remember um, them. I just remember that they're bad. That's all I remember. I would say the second and third one are most watchable. The fourth one isn't a diehard film. It's it's like basically what Fast and the Furious became after like seven films where Bruce Willis is all of a sudden a superhero and can avoid everything and it, it makes no sense. Um, the fifth one's awful. It's borderline unwatchable. They're apparently working on a sixth one. Wow. Bruce Willis is like 75 years old. I don't know why you'd ever want to make a sixth film. Yeah, but um, and doesn't he like it? Doesn't he have like crazy rules about recording? Just like he won't yeah. do like photos or anything anymore. Or, so, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know all the details, and I can't really speak to it. But there's a great, um, great, great Kevin Smith, um, I don't know, stand up or whatever you want to call it, interview where Kevin Smith talks about working with Bruce Willis on um, <laughs> Pop Out and like. Basically, I mean, the main jest of the story was Bruce Willis is like a complete asshole on set. Yeah, I've like, heard that too. He works on Bruce Willis time, which is like, I guess is like produce or his like handlers or whatever call like the BW time where like he shows up on set when Bruce and, Willis feels like showing up on set. And, and they like, all have to stop weird. everything and shoot him or whatever. I've heard that. Yeah, too. Like, yeah. He's very, very notorious for being hard to work with. Total diva, like wants everything catered around him. So on and so forth. I don't know all the details. I don't want to speak ill on the man. Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, but like from what I've heard, he's he's not a great actor to work with. But yeah, this is my favorite Bruce Willis movie. I think it's like a mandatory mandatory film for anybody that loves film to watch because it spiraled out so many modern action films. So, Yippee um, motherfuckers! Exactly. Like 1988 and. Um, John McTiernan directed it. It's a phenomenal film. And um, if you're going to start anywhere, start with Die Hard. And then if you really, really like Die Hard, watch the second and third one. I would quit after that. But yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's funny because I actually hadn't seen Die Hard in quite some time. And then at Christmas last year, me and Kate's dad sat down and watched it one day. And we were both like fucking amped. We were just both like, yeah. Oh fuck! There's so many great scenes in that film oh, where, yeah. like, not just like quotable lines, but just like badass fucking action scenes. Yep. Like, if you like, um, like modern, uh, crazy action movies like John Wick or um, uh, The Raid or any of those type of films where, like, you see like these badass choreographed action scenes, you're gonna love Die Hard because these movies are somewhat inspired from Die Hard. Yeah. Um. I, I personally really, really recommend The Raid and The Raid 2. They're the two most graphic action films I've ever seen. And um, 
if you enjoy like brutal action, well choreographed films, Di- uh, The Raid is fucking phenomenal. It's I never way- saw The Raid. It always seemed interesting to me, but I just never saw it. I honestly sit down one night, fucking smoke, smoke one, drink one, whatever, whatever makes you whatever happy. Poison, yeah. And, and sit down and watch The Raid. It's it's subtitled, but the story yeah, Japanese, doesn't matter. Japanese, right? Japanese. No, it's um uh. Um, fuck. Indonesian. Oh, okay. Um, it's it's all subtitled because none of it's in English. But the story doesn't matter. The story is not the important part. It's Just not watch the choreography. Watch the martial arts aspect of it. It's the most brutal action film you'll ever see. I've heard that. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. Cool. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, I think Die Hard with Avengers is fine. Die Hard with Avengers is a fine film. Die, Die the Hard with a Vengeance is, is what four, right? No, three, three. Um, it's not a Die Hard film. It has none of the elements of the first two Die Hard films, which is interesting as a take to a third film. But why do you? Say it's that? a Samuel L. Jackson movie. It's not a Bruce Willis movie. Oh. Samuel L. Jackson is the star of the third Die Hard movie. Bruce that? Willis is like a secondary character almost. Wow, and I really don't remember that at all. To me, at least, um, it's fine, but the first, I don't know, 90 minutes of the film, it has nothing to do with Die Hard. It's a very much, it's almost a mystery film rather than an action film. And then it evolves into a, a more action film. The second one is exactly Die Hard 1, just in an airport instead of a, a, a building, which is fine, but you're not getting anything new. It's, it, yeah. it's the second one's a very much a cash grab. The third one feels like they were saying, we want to re re you want to revamp this. Yeah. Yeah. We want to revamp this. And we got a writer that can, has a different take on it. It's a fine film. I just never really felt like it was a diehard film. And then the fourth one, Bruce Willis is a superhero that can do like anything and ride yes. missiles. Like, I, I remember, it. I remember that. I, I remember yeah. being like, "We, where did we go? Where did? How did we get here? <laughs> how did we get to a point where Bruce Willis is riding on a fucking fighter jet? Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, he's sixty years old and he's riding a fighter jet. <laughs> sure, I guess. And then the fifth one is like. This is just awful. The dialogue, the story, everything about it is just terrible. I don't know why they did this. I don't know who wrote this. I don't know who signed off on this. I don't know who gave this a budget. It's unwatchable. I'd rather fucking die in a gutter than watch Die Hard 5 again. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note. <laughs> All right. So, so I had I had picked an honorable mention that Ryan has picked as his one of his movies. Um, which was forgetting Sarah Marshall. So I'm going to pick something different now. So the next one on my list, I had a big list, so I'm just going to move to the next one. So the next one on my list is uh, kind of like a feel-good movie, something I always thought was really funny. It's uh, Little Miss Sunshine. Oh, fucking great choice. Great one, yeah. So, So, yeah, so Little Miss Sunshine is kind of like this family movie about this girl who like goes to be in like a beauty pageant and like she's super unconventional her family's super unconventional her grandpa she's super close to their grandpa who like does crack or coke or something i can't remember exactly what he does but yeah he's on drugs he's drugged out yeah he's all drugged out and it's just like a really good it's like a super good family it's not a 
I don't know. No. It's not really a family movie, but it's like it's, like, it's about a family. An indie Sundance like winter type style movie, but like it's about a family, but it's definitely adult oriented. Yes, yes. That's what I was, I didn't mean. It's a family. Yeah. It's about a family. And it's like, not the struggle it's not that Matilda they go through. Or Home Alone. No, you know. No. No. It, it, it's it's got adult elements of it, but yeah. it's it's funny. It's a, a funny film. Who, they have like a son who like has taken a vow of silence and like yeah. isn't talking, and like they all go in like this van and they go down to like Arizona or something like that, or I can't remember exactly where they go, Florida maybe, and like yeah, yeah, I think it is Arizona. I thought it was, and they go they go to Arizona to like basically go to this like uh, fashion this not fashion show this like child pageant it's a child, thing um, what do you call it child pageant um, like a beauty pageant, pageant right pageant. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, so, um, it's it's really really funny it it's it's uh i think i think it is arizona i think you're right yeah i think it is too you got computer voice um, again by the way great Awesome. I, I love when I go to talk and it goes to Robot Boys. It, it goes so to Robot Boys, Robot Ryan. <laughs> I feel uh, like that song from Flight um, um, of the Concords? Flight of the Concords. The distant future. The year 2000. <laughs> we there are, are no robots. <laughs> the Robo um, Baby. Yeah. There's two, only one more dance. The robot movie and the robot. Two kinds of dances. <laughs> but yeah, if you haven't seen, if you haven't seen Little Miss Sunshine, it is a great, great movie. And uh, yeah, I love, I love it. Honestly, like, I don't remember the name of the woman who plays the mom, but she's just fucking awesome. The grandpa is fucking amazing. The girl, like the little girl who plays, what's her name? Olive, right? Is her name Olive? I think it's Olive. It's Olive, yeah. Yeah. And honestly, man, like just like, it's just so many good performances one after the other. And it's just such a cool story. And it's, it's great, man. It's super fun. I love it. I watched it uh, recently, like in the last probably month or so. And it's, it's, it's fucking great. I have robot uh... (laughs) legs. Abigail Breslin plays the young girl. And yeah, she was like she, a new at that point. I don't, I, mean, I don't even know if she's done anything else. I'm sure she has, but. But yeah, she was in. Uh, fuck, hold on. She's in Zombieland as Little Rock. Right, that's right. She is there. Uh, that's right. She was also in the second Zombieland movie. She was in a bunch of like random shit that I haven't seen. Uh, I, for, I actually didn't. I didn't actually even realize that she was in Bobby Man. But now that you say it, I'm like, holy shit, yeah. that totally is her. Yeah, uh, she's awesome in the movie. Like the movie's just like a quirky indie comedy film, but yeah. it's, it's very good. Totally, totally. So uh, my honorable mention is uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Oh, great um, choice. Yeah, I I adore this film. Uh, it stars Jim Carrey and Kate Winslet. Um, also has Kirsten Dunst and Elijah Wood in it, but it's mostly a Jim Carrey and um, Kate Winslet movie. Um, basically about dealing with a breakup. It's basically Jim Carrey's character wants to have the ability to remove his breakup from his mind. It's kind of like a science fiction film, but it's also a romantic comedy. Um, I don't want to give too much away, but it's basically about 
a character dealing with a breakup and, and it goes into the relationship and then it goes into the breakup and then it goes into them trying to avoid the memory of the breakup. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a really, really, really well-written movie and it's one of my favorite Jim Carrey films. And awesome. I'm a Jim Carrey fan. I love Jim Carrey as an actor. Um, I mean, starting from like Ace Ventura and The Mask, uh, Liar Liar, like all those films. I'm a big I'm Yes Man fan. What's that, Sorry? I said I'm a big Yes Man fan. Yes Man's fucking funny. Great, like, great movie. Even like his his dramatic roles, I think he's an amazing actor in. Truman um, Show? The best. Truman Show is one of my favorite films. I yep. love the Truman Show. Me too. Uh, Eternal Sunshine is one of the best fucking romantic comedies ever made. And like I said, with um, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, it's just a movie that hit me at the right time. It, it just, it, it totally got my mentality. And I think everybody's been at that point in their lives where they've gone through a breakup and they really wish there was a way to just take it out of their head and, and get rid of it and not have to like deal with the emotions or like the feelings from that breakup. And Eternal Sunshine is basically that premise of like, what if there was a way that there was a company that could take the memory of that relationship out of your mind? Would you want to do that? And what are the re- repercussions of doing that? And um, it's just a really, really cool movie. So it is very good. It's it sucked leaving it off my top ten, but I could not go without putting it in my I mentioned. Yeah, it's a good pick. I haven't seen that it, one in a long time either. Dark Side Toys is saying Grandma's Boy, and fuck yes. Grandma's Boy is <laughs> fucking funny fucking film. That was one that, like, I, I, I remember just, everybody around me loved. And, like, it's kind of, that one was a lot like Super Troopers for me, where it's like everybody loved it. And I was like, like, I get it. It's funny, but it didn't, like, hit me the same way, right? Like, I just watched it on my birthday last week with my friend Chris. I went over to have a beer with him, and he's like, You want to watch Grandma's Boy? And I was like, That's the only thing yeah. I've ever wanted to do on my birthday is watch Grandma's Boy. <laughs> and that movie is fucking funny. <laughs> fucking uh adam sandler produced it but it doesn't start adam sandler it's like basically all of his boys his friends from, yeah all the happy yeah, madison guys films that basically run the show and that movie is fucking funny so shout yeah. out to dark side toys <laughs> they were also talking about fifth element which is another fucking great oh. one fifth element's awesome like the problem is is doing a top 10 is like it's the same as doing albums. If my mood was different, there's movies I would call out that are different than this. This is the, my movies that, like, on any given day, if I was sitting around and this movie popped on, this is a movie I would watch from yeah. back. Yeah. And next week is basically, like, more or less my top five favorite films. But um, it's, it's movies that, if there was somebody that came to me that was like, Tell me, I've never seen a film before. Tell me 10 films I need to see. These are the 10 films I would say. Like, these are, yeah, these are your suggestions. Different genres that I definitely think are, are mandatory to watch. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I don't know if I would agree with that on my next, like, even on some of them on this one. Like, Pulp Fiction, yes, absolutely. Big Lebowski, yeah, for sure. 
but like I don't know, Toy Story, Empire Records, and Fast Times at Ridgemont High. I don't know if those are ones I would say are must sees. They're more just like for me. Toy Story. I mean, it it, it was like basically what re reinvigorated animated films. Yeah, I guess that's true. I guess that's true. Like it was like ushered in a new era of animated yeah. films. Yeah. Like, I guess if you true. think like primetime Walt Disney films, they were like. I don't know, I think the mid-30s to, like, maybe the 60s or 70s was, like, prime time. Like, you're talking Snow White, Cinderella, yep. like, all those films. And then the early 90s, they kind of hit, like, with, like, Pocahontas and I think Lion King. Little Mermaid but and... Little Mermaid, yeah, I think that was, like, 92, 94, 95, something like that. But um, if you want to go, like, what was, like, the next stage of Disney films, it was Toy Story. Yep. That was like yeah, a film true. that came out that was like, this is the new age of animation where this has, you've never seen anything that looks this good. Yep. And I mean, I'm not going to give it away, but there's a movie next week that like definitely is like a live action version of that for me. Um, but yeah, like I, I definitely think Toy Story is like a mandatory. If you were to say like, what is one of the best animated films ever made? Toy Story yeah. would be in that list. Yeah, I guess that's a good way of looking at it, yeah. Yeah. My next week's ones, though, I would say are, like, even less... Maybe one or two of them are maybe ones I would say are, like, mandatory. But, yeah. like, the other ones are more just, again, like, they, they hit me at the right time. And, yeah, they're more personal than they are, like, uh, widespread, like, hits, I guess, you know? Sure. Not to say that I think any of them are really bombs, I don't think, anyway. But... I mean, there's movies I left off that I was like, man, it sucks leaving this movie off, but like, I'm not going to mention names, but there's comedy movies I love that I'm like, who hasn't seen this movie? Yeah. Like, if you have not seen a movie, it, I, I mean, I can't help you. I mean, you shouldn't <laughs> be watching this podcast if you've never seen a movie before. Like, It'd be weird if you were watching podcasts but not movies, that's all. But... Yeah, and that's what I mean. It's like, there's early 90s movies, comedy movies that I could call out, but I, I just feel like everybody knows that movie and everybody's seen that movie. So I tried to pick movies that were more, not, not, I mean, all these movies I picked are, are very famous movies, but movies that, I don't know, are more, I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it, but accessible, accessible, but also like, I, I think these are mandatory movies. Like, for me, I would have put Billy Madison as one of my favorite comedy films. But That's if you haven't seen Billy Madison, I, I can't help you. <laughs> you know? But I, I know I know people who haven't seen Billy Madison. I, I feel like that is very age specific. It's not even like mm. age range specific. Like I feel like it's like if you're not if you're not like twenty-three or sorry, if you were not born in like eighty-four to eighty-six. Billy Madison's probably not for you. Well, then I have a fear of our future as a society because Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore and even uh, Big Daddy yep. are three of the best Adam Sandler comedy movies of the 90s. I mean, if you haven't seen The Mask or, or Ace Ventura or um, any like anything like that, Dumb and Dumber... Yep. Like these are mandatory, awesome. mandatory comedy films that like I would put on my list. But if you haven't seen them, I can't help you. These are yeah. these are must see comedy films of the nineties. I period. left I left some of those ones off because uh, 
I just didn't want to, same as you, I didn't want to go like all comedy. I probably could have gone all comedy, but. And that's what I mean. Next it's like, year's, if we next were going to do more comedy for me, like my next week's one is like comedy, comedy, not comedy, not, eh, right. kind of comedy and comedy. So. <laughs> like I said, I try to keep it balanced. So like I have an action film, I have a, a, you know, a, a horror film, I have a comedy film, so on and so forth. But, um, I really wanted to try to keep it balanced and not have here's 10 comedy films that I yeah. recommend. We can do that list and like I welcome that list, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, I try to keep it balanced. I try to give you everybody a little taste of everything so that if you hate horror films, there's still something on this list you you sure. should watch and see. Um I agree with you, astonishing. D and D, great, dumb and dumber. So good. Yeah. So good. Yeah, so good. Um, what else we got? Anything else? Should we wrap it up? We should wrap it up, yeah. That was good. All right. That's a good combo in that one. That was a good one. I enjoyed it. It was a fun, fun time. I recommend everybody, if you can, go get your shot, man. Yeah, I agree. I got mine, but you can't see the mark because it was like three weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it was a painless process. I mean, my arm's a little bit sore, but I was tired. No, no major side effects. And now he let's can get fly. Fucking, yeah, let's get this fucking over with, man. Like, I let's move on. Agree more. So, agree more. Um, I appreciate everybody watching this, um, taking the time out. If you enjoyed this, please throw us a follow. Uh, let's get this uh, podcast growing as big as we can. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Take your grandma's phone. Fucking subscribe her to my YouTube. <laughs> subscribe her on She's like, you know, what? What's moose milk? Yeah, what's this though? Why are these guys cursing all the time? Who cares? She won't know. Yeah. Is this a parking lot? <laughs> um, yeah. Tell, t- tell friends if they would enjoy this. Hey, check us out, man, because there's nothing more than uh, more fun than showing somebody something new. So if you think somebody would enjoy this, tell them to check it out. Uh, but thank you. Follow at Customs by Matthew. Follow Moose Milk Media. Come to our YouTube channel, leave comments, so on and so forth. And uh, next week, we'll follow up with five more films, another honorable mention. And uh, yeah, <laughs> Grandma knows we spoke back in the day. Wink, wink. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that. That's the way to end the podcast right there. That's it. There it is. That's the end. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. All right, man. See you soon. See you.